This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Anyway, we're going to talk some football right now. The delirium of the FIFA World Cup has well and truly set in with four games to keep an eye on every day. Unless you're Kempe, you've probably been asleep for half of them. Which is why The Athletic have sent Adam Leventhal to Qatar. His coverage of the tournament has been outstanding, hosting a daily panel of experts on the World Cup radar. I'm not sure how he's managed to find the time before Spain plays Germany, but Adam's with us now. Morning, mate. How you going? Yeah, I'm very well indeed. I'm, I'm right in the thick of it. I'm outside the Khalifa International Stadium where Croatia have just uh, completed that comeback victory over Canada 4-1. So I've just got a sea of people around me. I've got Croatian fans. I've got uh, Canadian fans. Contrasting emotions right now. But um, yeah, I'm right in the thick of it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's all good fun. Mate, this this tournament, I was thinking, we're, we're, we're heading for another wee upset. Canada were out to a 1-0 lead, and I was thinking, can yeah. it happen? But obviously it didn't. Mate, what have you made of the tournament so far? It's pretty unpredictable at the moment. Yeah, I mean, look, if you if you leave aside all the, the, the off-the-field stuff and the, mm. and, the, and the politics and concentrate on the football, um, it has had some amazing moments already. I mean, you look back and you think about um, Argentina's first game against Saudi Arabia. They were they were leading and then they lost, and that was a, a huge shock. We saw Japan then beat Germany, um, and that's obviously put Germany right under the pump this evening ahead of the game against Spain. Mm. Um, but then today has been a day of shocks as well. So Japan yeah. in their second game, they go and lose to Costa Rica, who got <laughs> absolutely pummeled by Spain 7-0 in their first game. So I don't know where the hell that one came from. And then... Mm. Morocco beat Belgium, right? Well, I thought Belgium was supposed to have a golden generation. Well, it's, it's, so not, did really, I. it's not really happening for them. Yeah. Are they your team in the sweep, are they? That's my sweepstakes team. I couldn't believe what I've seen. 90, 98 was when Morocco won their last game, and they lose to them 2-0. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, look, it's been, a, it's been a crazy day, a crazy day already, and we'll just have to, you know, we're looking forward to, to what's going to happen with with Spain Germany now because I mean Germany have sort of been let, let off the hook a little bit with um, mm. with that result from from Costa Rica but they they are really really under pressure and and they're feeling it as well. Mate, what we're, what we're talking about the the Spain Spain Germany game. Where do you see that one going? Obviously, as you've mentioned, it's uh, the permutations on this one are massive for for Germany in particular, but uh, the Spanish team looking pretty good so far. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a difficult one because I was at the Spain-Costa Rica game and I can say it, you know, we're over in New Zealand. I'm sure people won't, won't, won't hear, hear, hear it too much, but they pretty much look like a pub team, to be honest, as far as I was concerned. Oh, don't and, be like that. But then they got... <laughs> no, to be fair, they really did. They looked they look pretty, look pretty low-end from where I was sitting. But then they regrouped. They did well, to be completely fair with them. And they pulled off a great result today with, I mean, it was pretty much their first attack that they actually scored the goal with against Japan. 
But Japan will have been coming into that game full of confidence after beating Germany. So it's, it's a really interesting tournament because it seems as if, you know, form is sort of going out of the window or there's a little bit of a warped sort of sense of, of, of maybe some teams that you wouldn't have necessarily expected to exceed themselves. But they're going for it. And um, yeah, we're getting all sorts of random results, especially, especially today. I hope you know that pub team actually broke a nation's hearts here in New Zealand. Uh, yeah. Adam. yeah. That Costa Rica yeah. is the ones that kept us out of going to this World Cup, mate. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Out of, all the, of all the things I could have said, in all of the regions, I thought I was, in, I thought I was safe. I thought you no, knew that. Yeah, look, I was like, he's been cheeky here. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, look, I've, had, I've had about 15 games a day for the last week. I'm losing track of my own bloody feet i don't know what where i'm where i'm going anymore so um yeah i forgot about that yeah look i mean well we've we've always known we've always known costa rica are a wonderful side and um yeah it was it was no surprise <laughs> proper about term reverse oh. merit for me I'm oh i loved it i love it mate hey just just quickly another wee little upset i don't know if it is an upset but what's your take on this situation how are the fans feeling about gareth southgate and England's draw against the US. And I was reading he's allowed the wags to come to the hotel to maybe get around the lads. <laughs> well, yeah, look, I mean, we can't go into too much detail on that, I'm afraid. But uh, as far as the, the, the action on the field, um, it's, you know, look, they, 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 were, they were disappointing against the, the States because they'd obviously been full of vim and vigour against, um, against Iran and, you know, got that really convincing victory 6-2. But they just looked a bit leggy. They just looked a little bit sort of downbeat. And the USA, I think they sensed that. They, you know, they sniffed the blood in the water and, and they went for it. And they could have been two up in that first half. But then the, the sort of the post-match analysis from, from Gareth Southgate was very much like, look, come on, you've got to just sort of take it steady in a tournament. And they, they, got, away with the, they got away with their draw. And they can now kick into the, the last game against Wales. Look, it, they need a draw and that that should should be okay i mean they could i suppose technically they could lose and, and still go through but um you know it's mm. it's not been that it's not they've not really carried that momentum through from that first game and that was the disappointing thing so we we will see but i'm sure they'll they'll obviously gather themselves win 5-0 and they'll go all the way and england will win the world cup for the first time since 1966 that's you know that's just that's just nailed on isn't it it goes without saying it just as long as they don't just as long as they don't come up against costa rica because you know they're basically you know they're basically like brazil the world's best the world's best pub team uh, costa rica uh wales wales coming up you talked about england that they are still in a very good position obviously bit of a bit of a blip the draw but Will they experiment at all with the Welsh game as far as lineup goes, or is it a case of they've got to get momentum started again? Yeah, I think that's the big question tomorrow. Um, Gareth Southgate's got his press conference ahead of the game, um, and it's you know, do, do you rest? Do you rest Harry Kane? Did he look a little bit leggy like the rest of them, or do you try and sort of get back on track? You know, can he can he get his first goal of the tournament? Because of course he didn't score against um, against Iran. Everyone else scored, but he didn't. So, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one. I, I sort of sense that they would probably want to try and get back on track, but then there is an opportunity to rotate. And there's a few players that haven't got any game time, the likes of Foden, who's you know been tearing up mm. trees for for Manchester City, and he's been sat in, sat on the bench just watching the game with a box of popcorn. So, you know, they need to they need to sort of get him involved to really try and sort of get that confidence going, hopefully, from an English perspective, 
ahead of the uh, the knockout stages. Yeah, we're interesting to see how that uh, performance unfolds. Just quickly on uh, the improvement from Argentina yesterday, make you believe that yeah. Messi and Argentina are, are legitimate contenders now after that little blip at the start. Yeah, I th- look, I, th- I think so. I mean, it, they're, they've obviously been a little bit hot and cold, but they have got the quality, and they've got you know the the greatest quality in, in world football in, in Lionel Messi, and you know for him to have that moment in his final World Cup when the game was just sort of ebbing and flowing a little bit, it wasn't really sort of going their way. Mexico were being very, very stubborn, um, but they weren't going to score. They never looked like they were going to score. And it just needed that little bit of magic. And obviously he delivered. But then the second goal, how about that one? That was almost <laughs> even better than the, the Messi goal from Fernandez. So that was almost, a, it was a nice little moment that with, you know, the, the elder statesman in Messi scoring and having a great moment and celebrating in front of the fans but then the sort of the next generation scoring a brilliant goal as well so no it was it was great the the the, uh, the, the volume is ramping up around me at the moment i don't know if you can yeah. hear it on my uh, on my headphones but it's um, yeah the croatian fans are coming out so uh yeah the, the party has started out here at the uh, khalifa international stadium Beautiful, mate. We won't hold you too long. Just, did, is it true that Saudi Arabian players get a Rolls Royce each after that phenomenal win against Argentina? Oh, mate, I, to be honest, they probably already got one. <laughs> I don't really know. I, I mean, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but look, oh, I haven't, if mate. you've seen that, if you've seen it and you've read it, it must be true. But look, they're going to be rewarded yeah. for for their performances so far, and. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure they can they can give out a few decent bonuses after an amazing victory like that over over Argentina. But they need to get back on track, don't they? Because they lost against Poland last night. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's sort of it's really starting to sort of flow now. As we obviously we're in the second second phase of games now, but everyone's sort of thinking right. We've got our eyes on those final games and the permutations and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's gathering pace. Beautiful, mate. We won't hold you any longer. Quick score prediction for Spain v Germany, and then we'll let you go, mate. Oh, it's a tough one. I, <laughs> it's a big game. I think it's. I think it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna sit on the fence, and I'm gonna <laughs> say it's gonna be two-two, two-two, which isn't any. It's not great use to, to Germany, but they, that might still. Give them a little bit of hope for, for their final game. So, yeah, I'm going for a 2-2 draw. All right. Thank you so much, Adam. Costa Rica's biggest fan. We appreciate your time <laughs> this morning, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. What a massive... About... I put my foot right in it, didn't I? Eh? All right. Okay. Take care. <laughs> thank you so much, Adam. Out of the uh, out of Qatar, talking football World Cup. He was at the Canadian uh, game. They went down against Croatia. And, uh, mate... What, look, obviously, the controversy aside, these football World Cups, yes. they are an event you need to be at and be a part of. Would you Have you ever been close to heading along to a football World Cup? I remember we went to South Africa in 2010. It was obviously after the football World Cup that took place over in South Africa. Yes. And it was booming. That's why they built that soccer city. 98,000 people, fans, at that big stadium in Soweto. Yeah, I mean, it's... I guess it's one of those things is you just have to get to it at some stage in your life, doesn't it? It's, uh, the World Cup, it doesn't matter who's playing. Obviously, the, the grounds are full to the brim. And uh, and I guess more than any other sport, football gives you the chance of going and seeing a different result than expected. 
you know, like if you go and watch the group stages of the World Rugby World Cup, the, you know, apart from probably two matches in that in the group play of each group, you're, uh, you know the results before you get into the ground. But with, with, the, with the nature of the sport of soccer, there's definitely a chance that you're going to go see an upset, aren't you? So, and as we're seeing it, it's jeepers. They've, they're falling off the trees at the moment, these upsets. Yeah, very unpredictable, B. Very, very unpredictable. Belgium going out against Morocco. I couldn't believe my eyes what I was seeing. But, hey, that is Football World Cup at the moment. And another big story out of the Qatar World Cup, Joey, if you've got your mic handy, Neymar. Neymar's rolled his ankle, and uh, he's he's a bit questionable. Doesn't look too serious, but that could have a huge impact on Brazil. Yeah, he's out for the next two games, the next two pool games. Mm. Who knows what's uh, going to happen after that. He didn't look too, to be honest, he didn't do too much uh, in the first game, but I think that the Brazil looks stagnant like in general, and you, you expect that. All, all the teams, every team um, at this World Cup, other than Spain, has looked real stagnant to start. You know, they've, uh, they've, always, they've all kind of shied away. None of them have been too aggressive. So it's kind of hard to, uh, to see the... Um, to see who's the favourite, to be honest. But Neymar, as the tournament goes along, obviously you want someone like Neymar who's got experience, who can score in those big moments, you know. Because I think, honestly, there is um, there aren't a lot of strikers in this world tournament who uh, I'm afraid of. I mean, France probably have the best lineup, but in general, it's it's a World Cup full of ageing stars. So I yeah. really like Brazil's, like, <laughs> honestly, objectively, I like, <laughs> uh, objectively, I... <laughs> I, I like Brazil's attack, but they need they That's do need three. they do need Neymar. <laughs> I didn't say um, objectively. I love uh, objectively. I love their attack. They're going to win the World Cup objectively, but watch out because if Neymar's not there, I don't I don't see them going. I don't see them winning it. Jay, what is it with Brazil? And this is me and my soccer knowledge going historically now. Yeah. Whenever. There's a World Cup, their biggest name, their biggest superstar, there always seems to be a storyline, I'm thinking Ronaldo back in the day, Ronaldinho, there was always an injury plaguing them for a for a World Cup or someone's having some off-field dramas, there's always a storyline, their biggest name. No, you're completely right. I don't, I mean, yeah, that's the problem with being with Brazil in the last uh, few World Cups, you know. I think they've used to ha- they used to have the talent to overcome that, yep. to overcome all those demons and all the hype, but they just don't have the talent anymore. And so, I mean, you saw in 2014 when they, when they were at home, all that pressure and stuff yes. and all the talk. And I remember, actually, you're right, because I remember Silva, their captain, had to set out the semifinals against Germany when they got pumped 7-1. So there's always something. And oh. they don't have that Ronaldinho or that Ronaldo. As good as Neymar is, he's not at that level. So... Yep. Honestly, you don't reckon? No, Neymar? I don't think so. I don't think he's at that. No, he, I mean, remember how Ronaldo? I mean, Ronaldo's top three, yeah. top five all time. You know, not Cristiano, the other one. Yes, um, I, what, the real one they call it. The real one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his first name is. The real he one. He doesn't need another one. Yeah, he doesn't need one. Nah. the one with the great haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and teeth. <laughs> yeah, and and Ronaldinho as well. Ronaldinho yes. had the, the greatest skills in the world. I, mean, I remember as a kid, everyone wanted to be Ronaldinho. So, I I think that um. Look, Neymar is good enough to win a World Cup with the people that he has around him. Um, but I think that, like Beef said, there's always something. There is always something. And Neymar, I don't think, has has, has the leadership qualities Ooh. to pull them through. Hey, you're changing your tune now, aren't oh, you? Know? Hey, you're just getting a little bit apprehensive now. You're starting to think, oh, Beef has got me going here. Maybe... 
It's just not meant to be again. Uh, yeah, you're right, actually. I've kind of convinced myself out of it. I'll just give you the $10 now to Belgium, mate, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, you, you'd, enjoy, you'd enjoy this, Izzy, uh, just while we're talking yeah. about the Renatos, the Rondinos. Uh Myself and Cax and a few others got in the booze one night at Rondinho. Did you? In Milan, yeah. The hell was that? Is yeah. that when you went over for that all-black shoot? Yeah, yeah. He, couldn't yes. s- he can't speak a word of English, but um, it was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was still good fun. <laughs> Lovely guy. I could really, we had a real good connection. But uh, So just, was it just talking with your eyes, kind of <laughs> like? <laughs> well, it was, at the, it, was at, it was at the end of the season. Uh, so you can imagine, uh, you know, uh, whatever. What do, what do Brazilians speak? Spanish? Portuguese. 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 Uh, my, my Portuguese by about midnight was actually not too bad, is he? <laughs> um, so <laughs> there's, some good, there's some good connections. Let's talk to one of the other sidekicks, all right? Let's talk to the one and only D-Mac. And I've got a question for Damien. I've just got a wee question for you, Damo. Damo, first to leave on Friday night and was the only one not to show up for the 10am pack-up at the venue the following day after Grin's one-year party. Talk to me, Damien. What happened? Morning, lads. <laughs> I'll take me out fever. Ah, look, lads, just jet lag. Um, come back from London during the week, so... You know, dark home, great night, though, actually. Well one from Beaver. Um, good, good cut he ran so uh, it was a fun night and there wasn't much to clean up to be honest so I thought I'll, I'll just uh, had a bit of admin to run but um, B's good it's awesome, so. what admin did you have to run? Uh, I actually did get a new phone in all, in all honesty oh. my blower was broken so <laughs> it had to sort it out so yeah I OB one hence why I'm um, talking to you mate <laughs> <laughs> I uh, oh, appreciate it. Yeah, well, we really do appreciate it, Damo. Um, first of all, uh, you've obviously been up since six listening to Izzy and B for breakfast. How do you think it's going, the combination? Oh, it's fantastic. I um, you know, was very happy to hear when you were coming on board with Izzy. I thought you might struggle with the early morning. But, um, yeah, I always tune into you boys and have a good listen. Early bro gets the they always say. And, um, so I've been up in Sparrows while I listen to you lads talk about the dribble. Oh, D-Mac, mate, it's great to hear your voice. And uh, let, let's talk about it. How was your time up in the UK? We had Mike Brown on last week, mate, and he couldn't have spoke highly of you enough, mate. You, you obviously planted a good picture with uh, Mike Brown up there. How was your time in the UK with the Barbars, obviously the All Blacks 15, mate? You enjoyed it? Yeah, Brownie, he was an absolute lad. Um, it, was, it was good fun, obviously, <clears throat> up in the UK, played with the AB 15 against Ireland, which was which was unreal, and then we, we shifted over to London and played against a pretty tough barbarian side, actually, and caught up with a few mm. um, old mates, TKB, um, Charlie Nartai, George Bridge, <laughs> a few other lads as well, and um, there was a bit of a tougher game. Maybe the bright lights of London got, got, got us a bit there, but it was fun. Um, it was a great week away, um, and then obviously moved on to the Barbars, which is a team of always wanted to, to play for and that was a, a really fun week probably the more enjoyable weeks I've had in my rugby career but also probably the poorest preparation I've ever had as well <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a whole lot of fun yeah well, someone should have warned the barbers that uh, you actually struggle after that sort of preparation <laughs> um, just, just back to the serious stuff with the New Zealand 15 obviously new concept 
you obviously being one of the more experienced boys, you think it was uh, worthwhile though? A lot of the young guys getting a crack. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was um, obviously the first time they've run it, and um, probably seeing guys in that team, or they're looking to obviously jump up to the next team in the near future. So yeah, it was great. All the young lads. Uh, I wasn't the oldest, but was getting out there. I think we'd be top that right team, but. Um, no, it was, a, it was a great group of lads, a good, good coaching staff as well, and um, that island game was really good, and then the next week against the Barbars, obviously, when you're playing a Barbarian side, they don't have much to lose, um, and they had a pretty strong side, so, but yeah, it was, it was a great concept, we had a lot of fun while we were away, and a um, good group of lads, and I you know, managed to win the one, which was good, and then the Barbars one was, was good fun anyway, playing against that team is pretty special, um, regardless of the result. Nate, oh, tell us about the Barbers. Being a part of a pretty elusive club, <clears throat> exclusive club, I must say. Um, you know, you get the opportunity now to go to Eden Park where, where Beaver can go. You can go to the Barbers Lounge there. So you're a part of that big uh, uh, group that's been a part of it. What was it like? Did you did, was, it, was it what they people talk about? You know, so much fun. You know, you're out there enjoying the time. And I can, well, I can explain because I've seen you on a hangover. You're no good. So... <laughs> like, talk us through being a part of that exclusive club. Um, yeah, it was it lived up to its expectation. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> rolled in the first day, and obviously went out for dinner. And boys were pretty fizzed up, and so yeah, we had a night out on Monday. Walked through Tuesday, like literally just Mickey Mouse out. So you just turn up. <laughs> you know, here's a few moves. Run through these. Um, played a bit of half skin touch, which Razor calls touch. Um, so did a bit of that, um, and then literally went back, recovered for the afternoon, and then went out for dinner again, and into the same thing. Um, so, so come Thursday night to play the Harlequins team, she was tough mentally to get up, um, but we started well. We were up twenty eight, twenty five at half time, and then I think it ended up being seventy two, twenty eight. So the boys fell off the cliff a little bit. Um, <laughs> And then eventually we went out and celebrated afterwards, um, as you do. Um, and then the next day we obviously moved up to Bath and we had about four new guys come in. And obviously when you come into the barbers, the expectations are, you know, we have a few good nights. And honestly, the boys gave them nothing. It <laughs> <laughs> literally run their race. So um, the next time we had a couple of beers was Sunday night. and But yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was honestly just <clears throat> a real good time, I guess. You know, and, and when you're playing back home, so it's, you're always pretty serious. But there, it's just, there's no expectations. You go and have fun, play with a group of lads. A lot of them had to play for a while. Actually, they've played for Worcester and and uh, the Wasps, who yeah, unfortunately no. have gone under. Um, so that was pretty brutal for those lads. They were just keen as to get out and play some footy. And then to win that last game against Bath, they were, I've never seen a group of lads so happy. Um, the, the sheds after the game, the boys were going mad. So it was a great experience and. <laughs> Loved, loved, loved every minute of it, but obviously I was pretty, pretty keen to get home afterwards. She was a big old boy. You've probably now got as many wins as I got in a year and a half at the uh, Bath home ground, actually, Damon, so congratulations <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember you were best nephew of your life up there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope, I, I hope you didn't mention my name when you were up there. I think there's, some, there's an owner there still trying to hunt me down for some money off me, I think. Oh no! There was a wee little ghost I saw floating through town. It looked like you actually. What I was going to say, Damo, is obviously your year started in Tokyo. Uh, then you played a full NPC, and then you've been on this tour. You've played. You've ended up probably playing a truckload of footy, even though you uh, had a 
what some would call a little sabbatical or a little break in your contract up in Japan. What, is, uh, what does it look like now for you uh, off-season? Obviously, you've spent a good few days in the Grins factory packing boxes, but you're going to get a good little break <laughs> away now, are you, mate? Well, it depends how much time you give me off, but, um <laughs> I'll give you a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I've got to just put the feet up for a bit and I've got a bit of a golf trip this week, which we're pretty excited about. Ooh! Um, getting offshore, which will be fun. Um, and then, yeah, Hawaii, is it? Down. Nah, not quite. Um, over to Sydney. So, um, oh, that's right. That's right, Sydney. So, yeah, look, look forward to that. And then, yeah, I'll pretty much just head, head south, catch up with family and... Just have a nice break and enjoy the summer. It's my first summer I've had in a while, so I'm looking forward to a bit of nice weather. The Tron's not offering that at the moment, but um, yeah, looking forward to a nice break and catching up with some family and friends. Yeah, mate, you thoroughly deserve it, mate. How, quickly, how's the golf game? Yeah, swinging well? <laughs> it's my first hit yesterday in a while, and I raised the bat. I was the first to raise the bat in the <laughs> yesterday before the place was Stephen Park. Um, no, you didn't. So, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't flat. I did. It was my first hit in the wall. So, Wish I was there. Uh, Jeepers, that would have been nice. My handicap is not <laughs> reflecting where I should be at. So I'll be off to the range today at some stage. Um, back nine was a little bit better. Um, but there'll be, yeah, hopefully um, a couple of quiet ones will loosen me up a little bit too. So um, It does need okay. work on, though. Dang it, I'll get it right now. All right. All right, just quickly, I want to I'll ask you a question that many would love to know. Is there a Mrs. McKenzie? <laughs> there's not a Mrs. McKenzie, Mr. Dag. <laughs> no, there's no Mrs. McKenzie, mate. Okay, okay. You're living the single life. I absolutely love it, mate. Yeah, well done. Awesome. A man like you staying single for so long, it's, it's hard to fathom. Anyway... Or we're to move on and we'll let you go, mate. Just quickly before we let you go, next year, what do you want to achieve, mate? What is a, what is, what is going to be working towards over summer? Enjoy your time off, get away from rugby, but next year you're going to rip in with the Chiefs and, and obviously a big year with the World Cup later in the year? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously have a nice break and then the big year next year and obviously missed out last time with the World Cup due to injury, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, try and have a good season with the Chiefs. Obviously, we've got a pretty good outfit there next year. and um, So, rip into that. And, you know, obviously, ultimate goal would be to make the World Cup squad. Um, so, a little bit of water to guard the bridge first, Steve, but um, that's the ultimate yeah. goal. And, yeah, it's going to be a fun year. I'm uh, looking forward to being back in New Zealand and, and playing some Super Rugby. So, um, yeah, can't wait, mate. Yeah, beautiful, D-Mac. You're an absolute champ, mate. I thought you went oh, extremely well over in the UK. You thoroughly deserve your break. You'll come back, rip it up for the Chiefs, and injury-free, I'm predicting you to be there later in the year, mate. Appreciate your time. Have a good summer. Thanks, mate. And hopefully Mrs Appreciate McKenzie it. gives you a <laughs> present come Christmas today. Thanks, boys. You have a good morning, eh? Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. So what? It's, it's always one of those big questions about DMAC. Like, it's pretty. He doesn't really let much go, eh? Let, let much out, information-wise. No, that was probably his. Um, geez, you're a good interviewer because that's as I guess as open <laughs> book as that young fella's usually been. Oh, we've had him on the uh, run home, and geez, we've we haven't been able to crack him like you have, Fizzy. That was fantastic <laughs> interviewing. I can see why. <laughs> You are being talked about as the next Hoskins. Um, <laughs> you got a gift. Oh, mate. Don't stop.
I'm giving you I'm giving you air so you can talk and, and speak. That's all part and parcel of being a journal, a broadcaster. Uh, yeah, I, I realise the concept. Um, no, he's um, no, he's. I think he's just maturing with time. There is he, as far as uh, you know, getting more and more comfortable in the in the public and the media. And uh, you know, I think you know on the serious stuff of him, I think he is. He's got to be a massive part of next year. Um, there's no, I think so. there's no doubt for me. He goes to a World Cup, but even I think on in a game day 23, I think his little bit of X factor. Well, not he's got more than a little bit of X factor. He's got a lot of X factor, but he needs to be a part of it for me. I look, yeah. I look at the, and I don't know what we've, I don't know if this is even on script here, but I look at the All Blacks attack at the moment, Izzy, and it's very much just built around bashing the house down. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. yes. The, the only creativity I saw on that end of your tour, and this isn't a pop at them, was their kicking game. Their kicking game created creativity. Apart from that, that cross. yeah. Apart from that, we were bashing the house down, and it was mm. very much a battle of will and a battle of manpower, really. And and teams that were able to match that for long periods made those games, you know, a bit of a scrap. But. I, I just think someone like him, but I mean, in saying that, I mean, you've got guys with that sort of X factor, but at the moment we're looking at like a midfield crash and we're coming around the corner and then we're just going to bash <laughs> yeah. you down. And I just I just love what a Damien McKenzie brings. I mean, it's the same that a, a Bodie Barrett brings, just different, a Richie Moanga, but just different. So I just think on a game day 23, his little bit of magic, if the, if how they're going to play this interview tour is, is the... Is what they're going to produce next year for World Cup? I think in the back end of these games, where we've seen, you know, we saw the Wales Aussie game, we saw the England New Zealand game. That's where we're getting one, aren't they? These big Test matches at the moment in that last ten or fifteen minutes. So yeah, yeah f- totally. Mm. Yeah, totally, mate. Like, I understand where you're going there with him. He's an impact player, and he brings so much excitement and and the pressure for sure off that bench and on the attack. Yeah, it is. Pretty one-sided. Like there's there's no real innovation. We play a lot off nine, and then we play you know a reasonable amount off ten, and we we just hit those pods and go out the back. So I'd love to see some innovation there. And you're a really you know astute mind with the innovation around that style of play. So for some innovation, what what are some of some involvements that potentially you'd love to see the All Blacks do? What are some like they play you know a lot off the pod system? Yeah. Get rid of the pods as a whole, or do well, I think you, I, I think fix you, it up. Well, I, I think you can definitely have a. I think first of all, I'd, I'd want them to have more of a crack on first phase. Gee, yeah, I, I feel that first phase stuff at the moment's very special play. Special play off line outs, off line outs, scrums, line out OT ball. And if you're going to have a line out of Whitelock, Retallick, and um, Barrett, then you're going to win your line out, and you can dictate where you win it from. So have some cracks there, you know, just off the first phase, and then. But how do you get it off? A Ford pack that's been coached by Joe Ryan to maul and maul and maul. You know how hard it is to get it off them when they're hungry for a maul. You, you, you've got to have a, you've got to have the balance. We can't we can't maul everywhere. And the fact the fact is that you're mauling well then opens up stuff, doesn't it? Yes, it opens brings up. Them in. It opens up. It brings them in. They have to the they have to defend tight the Fords. They can't be looking to get breakaways off off the back of the lineouts, and therefore you can do some. Quick dummy set malls and you pull pull out and then you can get those guys striking. But from what I saw on the interview tour, I just would love to see a bit more of that. And then I think as you can you can have you can get away from, like I know the pods and all that sort of stuff. Great to fall back into when it's not really working for you. It's yeah, great to have a yeah. fallback as a nine and ten. We've got my structure, got my structure. But I really think there's there's scope to have more of a lick 
at times just in general. I mean, it's almost going back to the old days of sequencing, you know. We're like, right, let's have a lick here. doesn't work there. Right, we're going to sit and go, and go again. In those first two or three phases, having a real crack, instead of just at the moment rolling around the corner waiting for a Scott Barrett to take that first carry off that midfield rack or, or what have you, you know. I just You listen. look at Ireland. You look at Ireland's uh, back attack. You know how Johnny Sexton will hit that second defend, uh, second attacker, then he'll yes. roll around the back. That third attacker goes short, and then he's out the back. Like that's some variation yes. on attack when when their structure is not giving them any any gains. Just give it to the backs to have a wee look, like like you say, and well, and, and have we crack. The Irish one's the fascinating one because I mean, and I know we're diving into a bit of technical stuff here, but. Like seeing Johnny Sexton run a little circle ball, which is where he has a little forward inside him, yeah. and then he pops up out on his outside shoulder, and him going through holes, which is just, it's outside of the norm these days where teams have three guys set off nine and then three guys off ten, just having that little bit of, that little bit of mix. And, and the funny thing is, funny thing is about that is, is obviously they've got, everyone's got these threes and threes parked up in pods. But that's where you actually yeah. practice defending too. So when, you, when suddenly yeah. you're actually very good defending it because you're always, Going against each other in training, where suddenly if you've got something different, jeepers, it's um, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> the defense doesn't know what what's coming at them. You're a wizard, Daggy. <laughs> Ooh, was that was that Hermione? <laughs> was it Hagrid? Hagrid. <laughs> Cheers, Hagrid. Hagrid Joe. Hey, this time for my Wizard of the Week. But this time I'm going to go Wizard of the Year, really. This is one of those situations right now. Look, it's hard to go past my good friend, Lydia Ko. It's been a week since she won her latest event, winning the CME $2 million event. She won three times this year. She had a top 14... Uh, she had 14 top 10 finishes she's the current world number two and she had a, a really really consistent year i'm going to write off a few stats uh, about lids beef lydia's scoring average this year 68.98 68 beef every time she donned that golf course she was shooting around 68 72 percent girl Green and regulations. So 72% of the time she was hitting the green in regulation. Hit for show, putt for dough. Ain't the case for lids. Putting average of 1.72. That is 28 putts per round. Well, we. Rounds under par, 65. 65 rounds under par. Ranked number one in the world. Round uh, Rounds in the 60s, 49. Ranked number one in the world. Prize money, uh, $4.364 million US. And also a stat that I seen while watching her round last time. 78 bogey-free rounds. About I think it was about 15 more than the last competitor. 78 bogey-free rounds. Now, I know this has been thrown around a lot, but that's a fair question. Our question of the day, if the Halbergs were announced the Supreme Award winner, for me, it would have to go to Lydia Ko. She has had a phenomenal year and very, very consistent beef. I'm with you. I really think I'm with you on this one, Izzy. I know I should probably be Mm. controversial here and take a different seat with you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, for me, it's the stage. 
that she that she's competing on. Like I know we're watching the the World Games, World Cup at the moment, uh, and and football. But as far as individual sport and people out there trying to have a crack at it, golf, geez, it, I think it probably sits on another level again as far as yeah. how competitive it is to get to where she has got to. I mean, you talk of you know top amateurs who then talk about what it's like to try and make pro and then obviously make pro and, and then there's all sorts of levels of making pro, isn't there? Is And uh, what she has done, she sits at the top of the golfing world, quite phenomenal. 25 years of age there, Beav, and she's done so much already and she's still so young. And she's been through so many changes in her life. She's just left her uh, her, her swing coach, Sean Foley. Um, she's on a lookout. She's going to get married in about three weeks' time. So life's changing for Lydia, but she's still been so consistent. And from where she's been to come back to now... Just speaks volume of her mental aptitude at the moment. She is huge. We're going to shoot off. We'll come back and we'll get some football highlights from Joe and we'll get some more reaction to Lydia Coe because I think she is a name that needs to be spoken about.